you know, I had anyone who, who's on, on listening, who's, who's been, um, who's been working in football, um, knows that it's, knows what the grind is. And so, you know, it's just a complete life commitment, like head to toe. Um, and so coming out of that environment, um, and, you know, it's almost like, and, and I, and, you know, when you're in the cult, you, you, you're in there. And so if you're still working in the cult, you don't understand this, but when you kind of get released from the cult, um, you start to go, you know, you're released and you look around and you're like, oh my gosh, I can actually have a weekend off. And my life isn't over for seven months of the year where I can tell you where I'm going to be on Wednesday at 3 PM when there's, you know, a special teams meeting extra, you know, so you kind of get out of that and you realize that, yeah, you can have a life and have a rewarding work. And so, you know, I kind of spent a little bit of time thinking about what the next transition was going to be. And as you know, too, in sport, you just get calls for jobs. That's just how it works. You don't apply. You just get calls. And so I'd had a bunch of different calls. And um, and then it was like this this opportunity came up with the Hawks and it was a sport I was I'd always want to work with. And they were able to accommodate my requests in terms of being able to just kind of travel in and out to see the team. Hockey players are very self-sufficient. Uh, they're a very di different breed compared to football. They remind me of my Olympians. Like they, they don't need a, uh, to be spoon fed. They just kind of want to know, you know, what should I do? And, and they're just very self-sufficient. So um, my role is a little bit more programmatic and building out programs and working at a higher level and not so much kind of on the ground. And it just kind of suits where I'm at right now and where I want to be. So it was a really great opportunity and, in nutrition and in hockey is growing. Um, and it's funny when I started in, in, in the league in the NFL, it was at its infancy. And there was like, when I started, there were six of us and now there's like 50. And so now it's fun to be at the beginning with hockey. Cause it feels that way too. There's like a small group and it's kind of mushrooming as a profession. That's awesome. And maybe you're not going to admit it, but I will because other people, we've had a ton of nutritionists on the show since you first came on and yeah. everybody was like, oh man, like you had Jen on, like I can't live up to Jen. Like, so that's kind of the, <laughs> that is the standard that you have set in your other sports. So that's kind of cool that you're getting to do the same exact thing in hockey. Yeah. It's just fun. I mean, I think sometimes when people navigate their career, it can be kind of for the wrong reasons and and sometimes you just want to wave the flag of a certain, you know, sport or league or whatever it is. But I think it's just kind of, for me, it's always kind of been like a, a new challenge that suits where my life is at. And, um, and I'm just really excited about it. I really like my hockey guys so far. It's been, it's been fun. Dive into the why about hockey and how you've been able to help them out with nutrition within the sporting demands. Because I was talking with Brzezesh at the NSCA Coaches Conference this weekend, and he, you know, works with hockey. They just won the national championship. Mm -hmm. And he did talk about, like, hey, how hockey, if we can shift these guys to be more aerobically dominant rather than anaerobically dominant, like, just kind of talk in the weeds yeah. a little bit about that with the nutrition. Yeah, for sure. Well, fundamentally, the population is generally pretty young. And when I say young, I mean younger than, than what I've experienced in pro other pro sports. And it's because you know, they, they can be, though, because they can yeah, get drafted young, right? Correct. Yeah. So like our star player right now, Connor Bedard, is, is just 17 years old. So young. So they're kids, literally, you know, and our team is one of the youngest teams in the league. Now you can have a, a vet that's 34. That's the beauty of hockey. You can have a 10, 15 year career. But um, in general, they can come in really, really young, and a lot of them don't even necessarily go to college. So um, that's the first thing right away, is you're dealing with like a really young population in some cases, and this is, speaks to your world, 
they're still probably not developed, you know, <laughs> from a, a, a body perspective, uh, you know, they're probably through puberty, but you know what I mean? Like there's still a lot of development going on from a physical perspective. And then from a nutritional perspective, um, while some of them do have experience living on their own, um, it's a whole new world to come into the league. You know, they're, they're, they could be shuffled around depending if they're on an affiliate team, they kind of go up and down the system, um, a lot of pressure. And then they're, but they're just so young. They just have not a lot of life experience. Um, and that's the first hat you have to put on is realize that you're dealing with kids that love hockey, um, but you got to kind of dig into like, what is their lifestyle like? And that's a nutrition question. Do they know how to cook? Do they know where to shop? Do they, you know, kind of getting them through the fundamentals. Um, and then the schedule is just a grind. I mean, you know, football was, you know, one game a week and you a lot of hours. You kind of knew what it was going to be, yeah. Yeah, and hockey, it's very, very sporadic. Uh, there's a lot of back-to-back -back games. Sometimes there's back-to-back -back games. Like we had a, an in-market game in, in Chicago. The guys literally left the ice, got onto a plane, and then played a game the next day. Like that is insane. That is an insane schedule. And so it's really a lot of that too. There's like micro, you know, micro periodization things to think about within the big picture because it's like, oh my goodness, you guys are playing five games in 10 days, right? And all these things kind of factor in. So scheduling wise. Um, Quick break from the show to remind you to hit that like and subscribe button. So that way you get notifications of when more content like this gets released. So click that like and subscribe button. And with that, let's get back to the show trying to keep them going for an entire long season. Um, and then you kind of have all your typical issues where, you know, you're dealing with injury and kind of nutrition around supporting that and illness around, you know, cold and flu season. These guys are all getting sick. It's the same kind of team situations there. Um, but really fundamentally in the weeds, it's looking at the development of the player, where they're at, and then, and then looking at the logistics and the physiology and the impact of the, of the season and the schedule. And a lot of times the other thing that's interesting too is like, they buy these guys young, you know, they buy them, they're out in Europe, maybe they're out in, um, in Canada playing at a junior level. And the team kind of acquires this guy. And you know, you're responsible for supporting the guy in Europe, because he may come through our ranks and be on the team too. And so there's a whole spectrum of who you support as well. Um, wow. So that's been that's been fun, too, is to just like know that we have some guys out in, in Sweden and, and Germany and things like that. And and knowing that we own them, you know, they're under contract with us, even though they're young and overseas. So how do you handle that then? Anybody that's listening to that, that is either A, a nutritionist, and then B, they might be thinking from the strength and conditioning hat, like, how do you do a great job checking in with them when they're remote from you? Yeah, so so most clubs have, and our club does, we actually have a strength coach that's based in Europe. And oh. um, yeah, and so he's actually our guy. He's based in Sweden. He's awesome. Um, and he kind of has his almost territory of players that he just goes and visits with. And so him and I have a great relationship and he'll touch base with the players. And we actually coordinate like European supplement orders, meal plans, everything through him and, and him being the on the ground contact. So that relationship between strength coach and nutrition is really important because he's like the one guy out there that kind of is the, the connect for us, for our international guys. Wow, that's got to be huge. And then, you know, you talk about the strength coach and then your relationship. We've since had you on, had a ton of other nutritionists, and that's been the big common question is how can us strength coaches have great relationships with nutritionists? You've had opportunities to reflect on that even more. Can you talk about that? Because I think that's something that needs to be emphasized more and more for strength coaches to hear. Yeah, I think <laughs> – 
first of all, we're all just human beings and like, you got to just meet each other as, as humans and we all have egos and that's the other thing, you know? And so for me, when I'm, when I'm kind of developing new relationships to my strength staff, um, the thing I always remember is that our worlds cross pollinate. And the second thing I always remember is that that's okay. I'm okay. Like right now with my, my, my Hawks situation, my strength coach does all the on the ground nutrition stuff because I'm not there after every game. And I'm totally cool with that. And he's totally cool with that. And he's like, help me know what you want to do and I'll support you. And so I think it's just fundamentally knowing that we overlap and that's okay. It's, it's everyone wants to work in the silo and you just can't. And that's kind of where we always talk about it, like stay in your lane or stay in your silo. And the, the reality is, is that the lanes crash all the time, whether you want them to or not. And so if you don't figure out a way to work together while the cars are colliding, then you're going to just have crashes all the time. And so I, yeah, I just, I just have a lot of respect for, for you guys and what you do. And if you just come at it from that perspective and drop the ego and I don't care if you talk to the guy about some nutrition stuff. Um, and, and if there's a situation where the guy's losing a ton of weight, I just hope you have enough respect for me for letting me know, you know, like that's kind of the way it goes. Like, it's just this, but I think at a fundamental level, we just got to know we're humans. That's we it. just have to develop relationships with each other and trust. And then usually a good working relationship can follow after that. No one gives really, a crap how much, you know, if you're an a-hole, like that's the truth. It really is that simple. Yeah. Like I don't understand. I know that there's some football staffs out there that still don't let nutritionists do anything and they handle it themselves. And it truly just boggles my mind. I don't understand that. So if you're listening out there and that's you, I hope that you can hear this and start to, to make that change because it just makes your life easier. Like, why would you not want to delegate something to somebody who is a professional in it? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think what I like to also fundamentally ask, and this was something that when we talked about it in the, in football was funny is where's your compass pointing? If your true professional compass is pointing towards what's best for the athlete, what's best for your athletes that, that drives your compass in the right direction. So is it best for your athlete to have access to a dietitian at, you know, full reign? Is that best? Probably because it's another professional to help them get better. So if you just motivate it from like what's best for my players and how to make them better and healthier and, and more available, which helps you keep your job, let's be honest, because yep. if you win more, yep. it's it's all you, winning. You get paid. <laughs> you keep so your it's job. Like, what's best for my athlete? Because if the athlete gets what they need and is fully supported, then you have a higher chance of, you know, maybe doing better and keeping your own family fed. So anyway, just a thought. What's up, strength coaches? Want to take a quick break from the show to talk to you about our sponsor, Team Builder. Team Builder is your one-stop shop for online training platform needs as a coach. With Team Builder, you're going to be able to program for your athletes, whether they're in person or remote. Using Team Builder, not only will you be able to program for your athletes, but there are special features such as the leaderboard and locking training with wellness questionnaires. With the leaderboard, you can have an exercise performed that day, whether it be a lift, a sprint, or a jump, and scores can be updated in real time and projected on a TV in the training. Wellness questionnaires can be used at the beginning of training, and your athletes will have to fill them out prior to being able to train. This ensures that as a coach, you're being able to collect quality data before the athletes train. So, if you're interested in Team Builder, click the link down below and find out more information. Let's get back to the show. 
taking a quick break from the show to talk to you about our newest sponsor, Hawken Dynamics. Hawken Dynamics builds and designs software and hardware for coaches, athletic trainers, sports scientists, and everybody in the high-performance department. Most notably, their use of their force plates with the ease of transportation and ease of use. Not only did I use them when I was at Towson, but I've used them when I've moved back here to Iowa with Tucker at Goldfinch. So, check out Hawken Dynamics in the link down below. Now, let's get back to the show. <laughs> 